Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's pray and get right into the lesson. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Tonight I want to interrupt our com- commentary and add an addendum to it that I think will help us in the long run. But we're going to be dealing with more with uh, this particular topic later on the year. But I thought it necessary, especially that this is a historic month and we're going into a historic era for for the ministry that we talk on the subject of successful marriage, and I'll tell you why in a few minutes. However, I want to encourage you that in the month of February, we're doing a special, intense training of systematic study of the Word of God. And I'm challenging all my friends and my family and, and my, my enemies and my, and my foes, all everyone, I want everybody to participate in 28 Days of Glory, and that means in the month of February, the shortest month of the year, we're going to take out a month and dedicate it to the studying of God's Word. Daily, we're going to seek the face of God and and hear from the Word of God as how to apply it as the children of God. We're going to hear the Word of God, and we're going to meditate on the Word of God, and we're going to develop ourselves in the Word of God. So... um, So, I want to talk about that. Well, and as you know, back in December, on December 30th of 2014, I celebrated 25 years of preaching the gospel. In 1989, I preached my first message on um, the Sunday, of the, on the December 31st, and then on, um, on January 15th of 1995, I was ordained for the first time, and um, and I was the youngest at that particular time. There's a historic picture out there. You can look on my social media and find it. And that is now 20 years ago. So today, um, or actually tomorrow at around this time, I would have been married for eight years. So I'm celebrating my 25 years of preaching, my 20 years of ordination, and my eighth year of marriage. So it's just been an exciting month of just new discoveries and new beginnings. So God is great. He is awesome. He is mighty. He is powerful. He is omniscient, and he's worthy to be praised. I give God all the praise, honor, and glory for the things that he is doing. So um, 
with that being said, I am going to do a teaching, but I'm going to do a teaching that I haven't done before, a subject that I haven't taught on before, and that is the subject of marriage. I think after about eight years, and actually we um, met in 2003, so that would be 2003, 2013 would be 10 years, so that is 12 years ago that we actually started dating, and then after the 12 years um, in 2007, January 30th, in 4.30 in the afternoon, we got married, amen, and that was an interesting ceremony, but praise the Lord, it was wonderful, and hopefully in 2017, we're going to do our, uh, not hopefully, in, in 2017, we're going to do our um, uh, renewal ceremony, and it's going to be wonderful, but uh, I tell you, marriage is the first institution that God ever offered and rendered ministry to in the earth realm. Um, we see that in Genesis, before he constructed the church, he constructed marriage, the marriage unit. And he established it and called it and gave it instructions. And from the marriage unit, we see every other institution created to govern under the authority of this marriage unit. So marriage is important to God. And marriage is a decision that a man and a woman makes, forsaking all others and cleaving to one another so that they can establish uh, a household of faith under the governance of God, a three cord that cannot be broken. And society has placed an attack on marriages by saying they don't work uh, and, or, and or anybody can get married. Now people are marrying um, the same gender, which is an abomination to God, and they also are marrying... Um, uh, you know, next thing you know, we'll be marrying animals and all types of stuff and underage, you know. Um, but no matter what the world, no matter what the world does, the church has to be the church. And I always tell people, either you're going to be the church all the way or don't be it at all. And when it comes to the institution of marriage, we must resolve that God ordained marriage between a man and a woman. Not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman, not a woman and a child, not a, a man and a child of either gender or, or the same gender. God has instructed for a man and a woman to um, be united in marriage. Now, marriage is a decision. It's a decision that requires devotion, dedication, discipline, diligence, and it also requires a, uh, a, 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 a defiance against the norm, meaning that you will forsake all others and cleave to your spouse. And in today's society, we don't see the institution really being exalted properly. Glory to God. But what we do see is that um, what we do see is that regardless of what the, the world does, God's truth and God's words remain the same. And we must maintain our faithfulness toward the things of God and uphold the promises and the patterns and the principles of God, regardless of what's going on in the world. Now, with that being said, I want to share with you uh, briefly five realms of a successful marriage. Five realms of a successful marriage. Now, here's the key. Don't let anybody define what your, your, what your sense of marriage is. Don't let anybody else define what your sense of marriage is. Hallelujah. It's, it's a decision that you and the person who you decided to be with have deliberately made. Glory to God. 
and um and um you as believers must learn to govern yourselves accordingly. Amen. So we're gonna talk about five realms of a successful marriage. All right, now when you when you get married you decide to get married. Oh, let me say this. If you are born again believer, any believer of the opposite sex that's that's in right standing, of course, you're not unequally you can marry anybody and establishes the principles of marriage in the scriptures and it work. Now, we have emphasized the emotional, you know, and the erotic and the um exclusivity of of what we consider coin eros love, but that is not the the basis of marriage. The basis of marriage is to fulfill the dominion mandate um, and found in Genesis uh, 1, 26 through 28. And it's also to uh, produce offspring. And um, that doesn't require love, <laughs> you know, like people make it. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't uh, desire to, to love your spouse, but it doesn't have to be. If they are believers and they're born again and they make a decision to get married, the principles and the patterns and the precepts, of marriage that are outlined in the scripture will work irregardless of whether you love that person or not. Because the institution of marriage is exactly that. It is an institution that's established by God to reproduce after his kind. It's an institution established by God to reproduce after his kind. What are we reproducing? Sons and daughters of God. That's the purpose of marriage, to reproduce on the earth. Now, now, that doesn't have to be done in an emotional state. It's good that they, there is emotions attached to it, but it does not have to be. It's an institution. It's a principle. And therefore, you don't divorce in your marriage because God hates it. Of course, if he hates it, we should too, um, unless there's been some violations to the principles of marriage. And and that uh, that is clearly outlined in scripture as well. I don't want to go into that, but I definitely wanted to set that up front because you got people that will say, well, I don't love my spouse no more. That don't mean you don't don't stay married to them. You know, uh, and that's the part that the if the institution of marriage is the institution, the principles don't change. <laughs> Amen. And they have not changed. And so um, that's a little hard pill to swallow, but it's a pill nonetheless. <laughs> Amen. So, um, but uh, I wanted to get that off the hook, but it's nothing wrong with loving your spouse, and it's good to love your spouse and to do things for your spouse. The scripture gives the man responsibility and of leading, being the head leader in his marriage. <laughs> All right, and I know that's you know when you now this is not a superiority complex. This is a responsibility complex. God will hold the man accountable for the state of marriage. Uh, that he has committed himself to because he is the one that carries the seed and releases it into the female. That doesn't make her inferior. It doesn't make her subordinate. It doesn't make her subjective. Subjected. We ought to reverence and uh, submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. And submit means we honor the mission that each other have collectively agreed upon. We don't dog. We, we don't dog each other. We don't manipulate each other. But we con we connect on the basis of of a commitment on a mission. We commit to the mission, and we we subject ourselves to that mission, 
and the mission is the dominion mandate to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill up the earth, to subdue it, and to replenish it. And we do that by offering, uh, 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 by creating the next generation. So the purpose of marriage is to reproduce after our kind. Our kind is the God kind, meaning that if God is the head of our marriage and the man has been given responsibility over that particular marriage, that they will honor God with the principles that they govern that marriage by. Amen. And I'll tell you something, you know, when, when you, no matter how you start off, it, 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 well, you know, it is important that you start off right because if you start off right, it end up right. I, I will say that a lot of times a lot of people have a lot of problems because when they got married, they did not start correctly. You know, but at the same time, even if you didn't start correctly, there is a grace upon the believer to regenerate uh, a quality in life so that your marriage can align to the institution for which it was founded on, which was the principles of God's word. The word of God told us that it's not good for man to be alone and that God would send him a help meet. God, of course, looked at the animals. The animals didn't qualify. So God took out of the man and, and from the man he brought forth his his best out of that man and created the woman. And, 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 and the man immediately upon recognition established covenant. Now, what I also understand is that when you really know that God wants you to establish the covenant of marriage. The man will be notified from God, and he will he, and he will communicate to that person whichever way they have culturally defined the process of engagement, and they will engage into matrimony. Of course, God will reveal it to the man. Often, he he can reveal it to the woman, but that would be kind of like working against the plan. But it's it's, it's neither here nor there. I mean. Uh, that's that's no big deal in the eyes of God, but God does speak, and God will impress and let you know clearly that that person is for you. And I always tell people, if they're not everything, they're not anything. And a lot of things that you can find out a lot about people, you need to find out prior to marriage before you engage into a covenant that should not be broken until death. And so um, it is important. I love the scripture that talks about uh, in Ephesians chapter 3. And, of course, I could give you uh, Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for. Ephesians 5.28, In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, he who, um, he who loves his lo uh, wife loves himself. So the command to love is given to the man. Um, Ephesians 5.33 says, However, each one of you must love his wife and love his as he loves himself, and his wife must respect her husband. So she's commanded to respect as we are commanded to love. But love doesn't have to be a fact in order for you to be married. Amen. But if he's, uh, Colossians 3.19 says, Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Do not be harsh with them, all right? It says also be careful how you speak to your wife. First Thessalonians 4.4 4 says, Each one of you should learn to control your own body in the way that is holy and honorable. It's talking about husband and wife. And then First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 says, In the same way, wives, submit to your own husbands, so that if any of, you, um, uh, any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over by the words of your behavior as their wives. So, uh, in the same chapter, in, in 1 Peter chapter 3, it says in verse 6, says, And just as Sarah 
Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, you and you have become her children. You who have the right with being uh, uh, with uh, you. Let me read that again. You have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Your, you husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as 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 with the, someone weaker, since she is a woman, and the and show her honor as a fellow heir and the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. Now, I like the way the King James Version says that that's the ESV, but the King James Version says this, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. And so you need to understand that there is a knowledge uh, that you must abstract to the principles of marriage and that you need to learn how to honor those principles. Now, I know I sound kind of starch and kind of stoic and probably kind of bar uh, barbaric a little bit, but at the end of the day, God's principles, God's principles do not change because of the cultural trends and fads. We must uphold and honor the um, the principles of marriage. Amen. Now, with that being said, there's a knowledge that comes with anybody that you do. How can two walk together except they agree? You have to find out what the agreement is. Amen. But at the same, on the same token, we as the children of God have a responsibility to to display love, uh, to display honor, rather, to our wives. And though that honor is a realm of the high class believers. The realm of honor is a high is the realm of a high class believers that is set on displaying the character of God at all times. So when we talk about displaying the realm of honor at all times, what I am saying to you is marriage is an honorable position because it's the first institution which God created. And therefore you should always look at it from a high perspective. And you should value your partner and you should honor them as you would honor God. Now, God commands that the husband loves his wife. Um, love doesn't have to be a factor in marriage, but it should be. Of course, you know, we see that, and I can go through all the bad examples that we see of bad marriages. Abraham and Sarah had a bad marriage. Uh, his son and his uh, Rebe uh, 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 Rebecca and, and um, Isaac had a bad marriage. We can go down to, um, uh, I mean, we could go down to David and Bathsheba's. Uh, you know, marriage that was corrupted from the beginning. We can go to um, the prophet that was, uh, I believe it was Hosea, that was told to marry a prostitute uh, um, as, a, as a symbolic statement of uh, God's covenant with Israel. We can go all the way to uh, New Testament where the disciples had marriages that we didn't hear nothing about, and probably for good reason. Um, and, and all the way to this point where Peter begins to say, Marriage exists, and if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do this with some sense of honor. And um, so uh, we see a powerful uh, marriage with the apostles Aquila and Priscilla, who Paul commended um, for their devotion to the things of God and for their partnerships in the work of God. And, and, uh, and the various marriages that we see in the scriptures, uh, good and bad, but the principles still remain the same, and those principles are what God rules with. The, the, the same righteousness, peace, and joy that is in the Holy Ghost 
should be established in our marriage. Amen. And if we and if we do that, these realms will will exist and hang off of these uh, core principles that I think will make a successful marriage. Now, um, here's where I understand. And one of the things I say for me, when I got married, I knew from God that the person that I was with was the one that God had for me. What I did not know was how much I would have to grow up and be the man I needed to be in order to serve the woman of God that he's entrusted to me. And the woman belongs to God, but he's entrusted her to me. Amen. And that's and, and vice versa. And so uh, we must honor when we talk about bringing, bringing up a, a code of honor amongst the believers that is very key to us advancing in the things of God. Now, here are the five things. Number one, the realm of friendship. The realm of friendship. And generally, this should be established. A lot of times it's not because when people get married, they're presenting their ideal self versus their actual self. They're presenting themselves when they go out on dating prior to marriage. They look good. They smell good. Um, they sound good, they say the right things, they overlook each other's bad mistakes and jokes, <laughs> they look at the positive over the negative, and that's not, a re that's not reality. That's not reality. The reality of the matter is that it takes about four to five years to get to know the person that you're really sleeping next to, and that after the first year you may question why you married that person. <laughs> And what type of personality that they have, that they really have, you've never met before because they start presenting their actual self, their ideal self. So at that time, you're growing. When you get married, you decide to connect with a person and grow with that person, knowing that that person will not be the same one that you married, that they will become better or they may become different than what you expected. But if you honor the principles and the governances of marriage, your principles and your convictions will remain the same. So the first realm is friendship, finding out who they really are, what they came to do, why they are here, where they are going, when they are going to get there. And those are things that you work out together. And if you can do that together, God can bless and prevent a whole lot of things from coming up and destroying, uh, destroying and uh, destructive that are destructive within. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to make certain that uh, you establish friendship. The second realm is the realm of framing a vision for your private life. Framing a vision for your private life. Not only do you want to frame a friendship and learn each other's identity, but you also want to frame a vision because without the vision, the people perish. So uh, we understand that we are mortal, but mortals have missions and mandates and mantles, and, and they have a measure of time that they have to complete this in. And in doing so, the Bible says write the vision and make it plain. Why? So that those that read it could run with it. You know, uh, a house that has no mission can't run and can't go anywhere. And the the way you res re restore is by building over over time. 
examining what you want your family to become. Do that when it's just the two of you units. I tell people to wait a couple of years prior to them having children because that brings on another role. Some people don't. Some people do. They want to have children immediately, but and that's fine. You go with what the Holy Spirit tells you. I know the Holy Spirit told me to wait five years, and then after I waited five years, I enjoyed it so much I added it up another three to four years. So, um, so, But I'm telling you, when you do, uh, become a parent, you take on another responsibility in addition to your marriage. And a lot of times what happens is because the vision has not been established for the marriage unit, the family unit is also not being framed. And as a result, you have dysfunction and malfunctions and iniquities that are repeated because they have not been addressed. But if the vision was defined prior to getting married and, and as y'all fellowshiped and developed friendship, when 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 y'all frame this frame this context of friendships into a relationship, then y'all you know that means you've examined a vision where you're going, seeing afar off, going five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred years in the future, um, as ever as long as you want to be with that person, amen. And, and, of course, you know, the, the objective is to be with them until you depart. So you know how old you are, and you just determine, you know, which age you, you're going to be satisfied and leave, and then you develop a vision pertaining to how long. I did 120 years because I want to live as long as I can on the earth. Heaven has no hurry, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, for you, it may be 70 years. It may be 60 years. It may be 50 years. Write that vision and collaborate that and frame it for your private life and learn that there's a public life, there's a private life, there's a, there's a professional life, there's a, uh, a prophetic life um, over your life, and you have to learn how to balance all those worlds out individually and then also collectively. But the framing of vision is so that when you collectively join together as one unit, you will become uh, uh, aligned or committed to the mission, which requires submission. Amen. So you can't submit without the framing of a vision. Then the other one, the third realm, which is one of the most important realms, which most people get divorced or have challenges from, is that is the, the, the realm of fortune strategy and wealth creation development. Uh, locating, isolating gifts and isolating uh, um, gains and isolating uh, 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 goals in life that you want to Create and establish so that you have a perpetual amount of income that is the sustaining force. And no matter what the income is, whether it be current or future, you need to have plans and plans for um, for plans in case those plans don't work. And so, the uh, if you if you plan if you plan ahead, you will prevent failing. But if you don't plan, you plan to fail. And so. Uh, in this particular time, you need to learn that money um, has a lot to play with marriages. And a lot of pe- reasons why people fall out is because they don't have enough to either maintain the marriage or they feel like they're being limited because they're not making enough. And those things uh, will play heavy on your marriage. But at the end of the day, you still have to have a realm of fortune strategies. And wealth must be circulated. And in order for it to be circulated, it has to go through a cycle. And the cycle has to be a fine systemat- defined systematically to cause it to move in a spiral. 
What am I doing to put my wealth in a system that is bringing forth a return that makes wealth perpetual over and over? Some of it is going to be through the manual first. Some of it is going to be through job creation and collaboration or establishing uh, visions. But no matter how it's done, it's going to have to be agreed upon you and your spouse in order for it to work. The fourth realm is is the realm of finding trust. The realm of finding trust. And trust is treasured over time. And trust has trials. Some you are triumphant and some are tragedies. But if you endure, you will find out what it means to trust. Hallelujah. And trust is something that uh, you do not want to be destroyed in your marriage. Because it takes longer to repair trust than it does to demolish it. Amen? And then lastly but not leastly, the realm of faith, to transmit the insights and wealth of love to the next generation. The realm of faith. The realm of faith. Because marriage unit requires a relationship with God. Now, those realms, the realm of friendship, the realm of framing vision, the realm of fortune, uh, strategies in the realm of fi- finding trust and the realm of faith will help you have a successful marriage. If you can do those things, and it takes time. It's not gotten overnight. It's gotten through a process of, of steps and strategies that come over and over and over and over and over again. And um, if that be the case, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.